What's going on, everybody? This is Michael Draper from the Middle Tennessee Barbell Podcast. It is a beautiful, sunny day, a Thursday, May 19th, 2016, and we are going to talk about training today. I know every day we talk about training, but we're going to talk about how to train, and I'm going to talk about my training, how that fits into the how to train and um, just what beginners should know, this is the first lesson of many lessons. I call it the three C's, coach, consistency, and communication. And um, so just uh, buckle your seatbelt because it's going to be a bumpy ride. I'm going to hurt some feelings. I already know it. If I, I, I'm going to try not to hurt feelings, but... Uh, some some coaches may not like what I'm about to say. Some athletes may not like what I'm about to say. Uh, but this is the truth as it appears to me. And it's been up against quite a few different... Uh, what's the word? Quite a few different tests in my lifetime, in my training lifetime. But... Um, this is, it's beat out everything else, and it's what I do now, it's what I do because it's, it works, it's what got me to being, uh, five, nine, two hundred pounds and, and stronger than a lot of people around here. I know I'm not stronger than everybody, but, uh, but you know, when, when you're one of the strongest around, you probably, you probably know a little bit, you don't get there by accident, um. And that's that's going to be one of the one of the parts of the three C's. Uh, so let's get right into it. And and by the way, today's a solo podcast. Uh, everybody's either out of town or working, but I needed to record this podcast. I needed I needed to get back out there, and I didn't want to I didn't want to not record just because I didn't have a co-host. Uh, so sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So let's get right into it. All right, so how to train. The three C's, what beginners need to know. So the first C is coach, then consistency, and then communication. So the coach, everyone needs a coach. The consistency is the athlete's job. And the communication between the coach and the athlete. Now, this is how you are successful. you got to have a coach. Some people may coach themselves. If you got to coach yourselves, okay. But eventually, you're going to need a coach. You're going to need to be consistent. It's going to need to be a six-day-a-week thing, or at least a five-day-a-week thing. And it's not a game. This is not a game. You know, some people have fun when they're working out, and I hope you do have fun. If, if you work out at all and you have athletic goals, then it is fun. And it's already fun, and that's a given. But after that, after after the fun wears off, if you're not getting stronger, if you're not winning competitions, if you're not jacked like The Rock, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you don't walk in and people are like, like, man, that guy's so jacked, or man, that girl is so fine and so jacked. What, what are you doing it for? I mean, yeah... 
I mean, yeah, to stay healthy, blah, blah, blah. But we're, we're athletes here at Middle Tennessee Barbell. We're trying to, we're trying to be so jacked that uh, we're going to hurt some people's feelings. That's how jacked we're going to be. We're going to break some records. And that's what it's all about. And then communication. It doesn't matter what you know as an athlete because you're not doing your programming. It doesn't matter, coach, what you know if you don't communicate to your athlete what it is that you know and why it is that you're doing it. If, if the coach is not communicating efficiently, effectively to the athlete, they're not going to believe in what they're doing. You got to believe in what you're doing. The the athlete has to believe, the coach has to believe, everyone's got to believe. So that's that's kind of an overview, but now I'm going to go I'm going to go a little more in detail to the first one. Uh what to what to look out for that's good and what to look out for that's bad. Oh, someone knocking at my door. Don't you knock at my door. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Somebody stole my neighbor's my neighbor's wheelbarrow. Can't be stealing wheelbarrows, people. Anyway, back to being jacked. Okay, so coaches. All right, this is for coaches. This is check yourself before you wreck yourself, coaches. And this is for athletes. Uh, your coaches got to meet some of these criteria at least. And this is for moms and dads if you're listening to it. Uh, if you don't know a lot about strength and conditioning, then. Uh, Little Jimmy's coach has to know some of these things. Alright, so so first thing about coaches is there's some there's some coaches out there that run businesses. There's some athletes that run businesses, and then there's business owners that coach. Alright, and this makes me want to set off bottle rockets. And and to shoot them in the hiney, you know, from behind some bushes and uh, try to scare them away from from all my athletes. Because there is nothing worse. Well, there's, uh, there's worse things, but honestly, there's not much worse in this industry than someone just in it to make money. Because what's going to happen is... It's like it's like working 50, 60 hours a week and trying to find another job at the same time. It's not going to happen. You need to find a job while you have a job, but if you're working so hard, you're going to be too tired to go out looking. And and if you're if you're working out all the time, this trainer is is raking in all your money, you're showing up 5 days a week and and he's working you into the ground, you're going to think it's doing the right stuff, but it's but it's not. If he's in it to make money, he, he doesn't have a program. He's probably following somebody's program he found online. Um, and because you're tired every day, or little Jimmy's tired every day, uh, you're going to think it's working. But, yeah, just stay away from that. Let's see, what, what else is on top of that? Okay, this, this leads us into our next point. Uh, so... So he's either a lifestyle, lifetime coach, or he's a fad coach. And, and, and a lot of those are, those are similar to business owners versus trainers. Uh, in that a lifetime coach has been pursuing this lifetime of sport or fitness or strength. Uh, 
this is this is what part of his life at least is about. Um, but a fad coach, somebody somebody who starts doing Pilates and they really like Pilates and then they start to teach Pilates, that's cool. That's cool and that's good. But sometimes that person's view of what being in shape is will be skewed because they got caught up in this fad. They don't really know that much, but they know enough to be dangerous. They have enough legitimacy, they have that certification, and they have some insurance, some business liability insurance, just like a business owner versus a trainer. They look like they know what they're talking about to the outside person, to the general populace, to the civilian pursuing fitness, but they they are not really going to be able to deliver sometimes the product that you're really pursuing so watch out for that watch out for fad coaches who only know about one small segment of getting in shape of strength and conditioning of exercise science and watch out for business owners who are just looking to make money uh, they'll, they'll often have a really nice place but there's not a lot of blood, sweat, and tears going into it. And then also on the, on the other end, if your coach has been working out since middle school or high school, has done a, di a few different things, played a few different sports, uh, if, if he communicates to your athletes well, if he's trying to train them, if some of his lessons are about life and about weightlifting, that's good. That's what you want. Honestly, you, you, you want the guy who's, who's been through it all because he is really going to teach you some stuff. And, uh, and, and, and next, uh, look at them and look at their athletes. If they're jacked, if you're, if you're getting trained by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know what you're going to look like if you stick with him? You're going to look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he's super jacked, okay? Maybe he's using a little steroids, whatever, I don't care. Whatever makes him look super swollen movies with explosions is fine with me. As, you know, I don't, I don't really like the thought of some roided up guy on a football field crushing a bunch of guys that aren't on roids and just turning them into pulp. That, that does suck, but... He's jacked, though. Do what he does. If you walk in, your trainer, little skinny guy, 170 pounds, 175 pounds, and he's a grown man, and he's like, he's like 5'10", 175, unless you're learning parkour or uh, cross-country running, then uh, that's not your guy. If you, if you walk in and he's 5'10", five, five, 175, and and it says across the top of the building, strong man. Alright. Nah. Bah, wrong. Wrong guy. Don't go to that guy. That guy, maybe he's what you call a hard gainer, but I doubt it. He's probably a businessman running a strong man 
gym for some reason because in your area people like to spend money on being strong. Uh, you know, there's some coaches, they're 45, they're 50 now, they're a little overweight. All right, I get it. 60, a little overweight, I get it. But look at those pictures of when he was 35 and 40. If he wasn't still pretty jacked, or like extremely jacked at one point, or extremely good at that sport that you're learning from him, don't go there. If if it's a football coach and he didn't play college football, know that he didn't play college football. If you're trying to play college football, don't go to that man. I mean, love everybody. I know you're trying hard, but if you don't play college football, or at least work on a college team, don't try to say I'm running a combine sending people to college to play football. Alright, maybe it'll work. Maybe. Just be careful. Just be careful. I didn't play college football, but I played college rugby. I played adult league football. I'm nationally ranked in weightlifting. I've I've been to a few places. Now, now all that being said, I'm still not going to tell anyone I can get them ready for college football. But I can get you jacked and I can get you strong. And that's going to help in college football. That's what I'll say. But if there's someone better, I'm going to send them there. Period. 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 Okay, and that's that's actually another point I didn't write down. Okay. There's some coaches out there that try to do everything. They're like, oh, yeah, I can teach you gymnastics. Oh, yeah, I can teach you uh, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting. Oh, yeah, I can teach you how to play football really good. Oh, yeah, I can teach you how to play basketball. All right, hold on. Unless this is Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders or, uh, or Jim Thorpe come back from the grave, then you don't need to listen to that guy either because that guy's trying to do too much. As my brother says, my little brother, he said, you're doing too much. He tells my dog he's doing too much all the time. All right. You cannot be the master of all those different things. That's coming back to that guy's probably a business owner. He's probably trying to get some money in the door, money in the bank account. And he's probably okay at those things, but... Say I'm a contractor, for instance. I am a contractor. That's what. That's how I. That's how I make money, and and then I, I literally pour it down the drain in this pursuit of weightlifting. Uh, but that that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna be so jacked like the Rock one day. It's not gonna matter. But I do painting. I can paint, and I can build you a deck, and I can do floors and. A, Anything past that, you're going to somebody else. I could try those other things, and I could probably get by, and I've done other things than that, but you know what? It wasn't that good. They probably should have went to somebody else, and I don't do those things anymore because I'm not the best man for the job. So you want to learn weightlifting, get you a weightlifting coach. You want to learn gymnastics. Get a gymnastics coach. You want to learn how to be in shape cardio-wise. Get somebody that can run a five-minute mile. Super easy. Um, and I don't mean some athlete that can run a five-minute mile and dry heave for five minutes 
and roll around on the ground. I mean somebody that's just going to run a five-minute mile right now, come back and uh, make you an omelet. You want what kind of cheese you want in that omelet? That's the guy you want to learn conditioning from. Um, and and last thing, last thing I got on on coaching. What if you're your own coach? All right, first of all, I don't recommend it. I've been my own coach before, and uh, let's just say it's hard to look at yourself objectively, but. If you are your own coach for emergency situation in between coaches, your old coach, uh, I don't know, he, he, turn, he turned out to be weird, or your old coach moved away, or you moved away, all right? If you don't meet these criteria that we've talked about, then it, it, if you can't find a coach that does, you need to at least... Look up some of these things. Ask yourself some of these questions. Look up Glenn Penlay, Greg Everett. Uh, look up Louis Simmons, Jim Windler, Dave Tate, uh, Mike Bergener. Let's see. Who else? I don't care. Jack Lane, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dorian Yates, Jay Cutler. Uh, you need to know who these people are. And you need to know what they have to say. And you need to know about strength and conditioning. Okay, so next. Consistency of the athlete. This is not going to take very long, this part. But it it's actually just as important as a coach, but there's just more things to watch out for when you have different coaches. The main thing for your athlete, you being the athlete, or your son or daughter, is consistency. The second C, consistency. There's 52 weeks in a year. If you're not training 48 of those weeks, you're not doing enough. I'm not saying, I'm not going to tell anybody that they never need to take a week off. Uh, I think a good rule of thumb is four 12-week programs with a week of rest after each one. Or six eight-week programs, uh, some of them back-to-back, and -back a, a week off here or there. But this is about results. This podcast is about results. This podcast is about competitive weightlifting and exercise science. If you're listening to this and, and, and you're not trying to pursue a an athletic goal, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. And... You're not going to be an athlete if you if you don't do this. You may be athletic, but you're not going to go to the next level. You're not going to pursue the extent of your potential. You're not going to tap out your body the way that it can be tapped out. Um, periodization. I got a definition for you. This is this is it. Periodization is the systematic planning of athletic or physical training. The aim is to reach the best possible performance in the most important competition of the year. It involves progressive cycling of various aspects of a training program during a specific period. Okay, red alert, hide your kids, hide your wife, make them in a little tiny room somewhere, put this on loudspeaker, because this is important. Alright. 
these CrossFit athletes, if you're a CrossFitter, I know CrossFit is constantly varied, high intensity, functional movement, blah, blah, tight t-shirt, but no, no, it's not. The guys at the top are on periodized programs. They're following four weeks of weightlifting with gymnastic stuff thrown in, and it builds up over time, and... They're on a squat program. They've been doing a heavy single every day for the last six weeks. They're going to do it for, you know, however many weeks or so. And some of it may be random, yeah. But that that CrossFit stuff, and this is where, you know, somebody's going to red flag me or something. I don't know. Obama's going to send me some, some letter in the mail or something or start tracking my phone. I don't know. But CrossFit is marketing. CrossFit athletes are athletes that follow programs. Uh, A CrossFit gym, the coach of the gym, guarantee you he has the whole gym on a program. It may be random, but it's just random to you. Okay, communication. We already talked about that, said enough about that. It doesn't matter what the coach knows. It doesn't matter what the athlete knows. The communication between the two is the most important thing. That's, uh, that's what holds it all together. That's the soul. That's where, that's where the stories are made. That's where, you know, that's where you're on the Olympic uh, platform. You crush that weight and you go crying off the stage. And guess what you do? You hug your coach, because he's been there, you communicate him with him, for the last 12 years, he knows that your puppy died that one summer, three years ago, and that your puppy was a great weightlifter, and that you do this because, because uh, your puppy was so good, but he never got to see his true potential, so now you're a weightlifter, alright, that's what it's all about, okay, now, I'm, I'm going to talk about my training real quick, and about how it goes into that whole coach consistency communication. Alright, so first of all, I have a coach, Corey Ponder, Middle Tennessee Barbell. He's got a blog, look him up on Instagram, at Middle Tennessee Barbell. Um, We're following a program right now. We are getting ready for a meet July 2nd, hopefully it's at a local CrossFit gym that we just started working with, and uh, let's see, so it's an eight-week program, I took a week off after my last meet, didn't do any working out except on a Monday, and then I got in trouble, my coach got mad at me, told me to hold on, take a week off, but then... As soon as that week was over, we started back on week one of eight weeks of preparation to build up periodized training for this meet on July 2nd. And what does that look like? It's a five-day-a-week program. I do back squats, snatches, and snatch pulls on day one. Uh, And I'm just going to say one, three, and five. Day three front squats, clean and clean pulls, and on day five, back squats, snatch, and clean and jerk, because it's a weightlifting competition, and 
those are the movements that I need to do in weightlifting on 1, 3, and 5. Those are the days where we push. Most programs are going to be like that. You're going to have about three days a week where you really push it. Um, and then some accessory work thrown in. Uh, so I said it's a five-day program. You know, there's there's small days in between where I do lighter versions of those movements or whatever. Um, but it's the same movements each week. I start out with more reps at the beginning. Uh more reps at the beginning of the cycle and then towards the end of the cycle I'll go for PRs on back squat and go for more PRs on snatches um, and then uh, I'll do a CrossFit Metcon at the end so I, I, I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to get good at CrossFit but I've learned from a few different people about how to periodize your training for CrossFit and right now this time of year I didn't make it anywhere I didn't make the regionals which I mean was not going to happen but it's May so right now I need to get stronger so I'm on a periodized training program to get stronger but I need to keep my cardio consistent so that the baseline my very bottom performance level is just picking up slowly slowly and slowly and slowly so um, I'm actually I'm actually you know what I got four minutes left I feel like I didn't do a very good job of describing what what it is that I'm doing and I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of say it a different way now all right so basically when you when you're on a program when you make a program when you periodize a, a type of training you you think of the 52 weeks in the year and me I like to cut off the four of those weeks so so you say you got about a month of rest for your body but I, I got this theory right now that I can do weightlifting from here until uh, where's my little template I think I got it memorized. From here until, uh, let's see, February, uh, January, February, March, December, November, October, September. Alright, so now until August. So now until August, I can do a full weightlifting template that's periodized and then steady cardio uh, for about 10 minutes each day at the 80% kind of capacity range um, with so one Metcon a day getting stronger until August and then September October November is month six five and four out from the CrossFit Open so that's a three-month block just like we we're talking about that's a that's a 12-week period where I can make a program that I follow to increase my cardio from where it is right now. So so for those three weeks, it's kind of the middle between the the preseason and the off season. So I'll go for that twelve weeks from a full weightlifting template and one CrossFit Metcon to 
half that weight, cut that weightlifting template in half, and then with the other half of the workout time that I have, I'll try to do two conditioning pieces. Um, so it'll be half and half. So I'll still be getting stronger, but I'll really be pushing the cardio to that next level. And then after that, uh, December, January, and February, I will do the opposite of what I'm doing now. I'll do one strength exercise most days, maybe two on a couple days, but then the, the rest will, will, I'll put in quotes, a full cardio workout. Now, some of those will be strongman movements to make sure I stay strong, but the emphasis will be to prepare for the CrossFit Open. And then, say if you make it to regionals, part of my theory is that after that, it would be a, a flip-flop of uh, of the half and half. So you'd go back to the half and half. You'd do half strength, half cardio, and uh, really throw in a lot of skills and, and try to diversify your training if you make it to regionals. But, but regionals is not as much about cardio wind as the open. Um, you have to be strong too. So then... Regionals to the games, you do half cardio and half strength because you got to be strong, but you got to be in shape. You got to quit your job at that point. You got to be working out all day. Um, and then after after regionals or the games, you go back to getting stronger but maintaining the cardio level. All right, I I don't really like that I ran out of time, but Spreaker only gives me thirty minutes. Um, that's all I got. Middle Tennessee barbell. Draper don't play on Instagram for me, MiddleTennesseeBarbell.com, Ponder Strength, Get Jacked, Like the Rock. I'll see you later.